Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Have you ever felt like you're on a content creation hamster wheel and you just can't seem to see a way off of it? You're spending all this time posting on social media, doing Facebook lives, sharing on Instagram stories. Maybe you have a blog or a newsletter or a podcast or a video show. It feels like your full-time job is creating content in the hopes that it will help you market your business and get the word out there about your products, programs, or services. But you're just not seeing the results. You're just not seeing the clients coming in the door excited to sign up to pay you for what you have to offer. Well, if that sounds familiar, I want you to keep on listening because today's episode is all about why your marketing isn't working and how to turn it around and start seeing results. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me every week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and the practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I have a special announcement. We are running a giveaway for the last few weeks of August, and you can win a ticket to the upcoming virtual CEO retreat happening September 27th. This is a all-day virtual event. You get into a Zoom room with 20, 25 amazing women entrepreneurs to plan your last 90 days of 2019 and really ramp up to 2020. And this ticket is valued at $997. Did I get your attention yet? Are you excited about the opportunity to get this experience working closely with me? There are two ways you can enter the giveaway and we will draw a winner on September 2nd and post it on social media. So there are two ways you can enter to win. One person will win this virtual ticket. The first way is to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for Promote Yourself to CEO. Okay, so head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It's very, very simple and straightforward and easy, and you might even be featured in an upcoming episode for a listener shout out. The second way is to take a screenshot of your 
phone of your device as you're listening to the podcast and share it on Instagram. Tag me at rachel.cook and let me know what your biggest insight or takeaway was for any of the episodes you've been listening to for Promote Yourself to CEO. So there's two ways that you can enter the giveaway. You have from August 15th until August 31st. We will put all of the names into a little hat and do a random draw for a winner on September 2nd and announce on my social media on Instagram or Facebook. So I would love for you to be there, but even more, I really love the support and feedback as we continue to create this show for you. So thanks so much. I hope you win. Good luck to everyone. And I can't wait to dive into today's topic. So one of my favorite things about running the CEO retreat, about running my program, Sweet Spot Strategy, is really helping women entrepreneurs see how marketing doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can actually be easy and fun and help you create content that you're incredibly proud of, content that serves your audience and helps them see results and helps them build that relationship with you. But what I hear over and over and over again is people are overwhelmed by marketing their businesses. They're just feeling like they're on that content hamster wheel. They're on social media every single day. They're trying to figure out, what do I write in my newsletter this week? They're debating between, should I blog? Should I podcast? Should I do a Facebook Live show? They're bouncing back and forth between all these ideas, and they're just not seeing the results that they're looking for. It feels like they're on this constant hamster wheel and can't figure out what is wrong. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I know how frustrating it can be when it feels like you're working so hard to get the word out there about your business. And no matter how much content you put out there, no matter how much you engage on social media, no matter how many tips and tricks you try to do from all of the, you know, online marketing gurus out there, nothing is landing and seeing results. It's okay. We can figure this out. So today I want to walk you through the top three reasons why I see marketing not working for my clients. When we sit down at the CEO retreat or we're having Q&As in Sweet Spot Strategy, as I'm reviewing what they're posting and what they're sharing, it pretty quickly hits me what the challenge is and why it's not working for their business. So this is what I think about when I'm reviewing somebody's marketing and when I'm trying to figure out why it's not working for them. Hopefully this will help you quickly identify why your marketing might not be working for you and what you can start to do to turn it around. So we have three big mistakes, three reasons why your marketing might not be working. Mistake number one is the lack of clarity lack of clarity. So if you're getting your message in front of a lot of people, you're getting it out in front of an audience, you're trying to share it with as many people as you can, and it's not eliciting a response, okay? People aren't commenting, people aren't engaging, people aren't having conversation back with you, then chances are your messaging just isn't clear or compelling enough. So this usually happens for two key reasons. First up, the curse of expertise. We all struggle with this. We all struggle with this. When you are an expert in your field and you have years of training and certification after certification and degree after degree and years of experience, you're the one out there reading the research and really into 
everything that there is to know about this particular field, we tend to use language that our peers would understand, our colleagues would understand, but our customers, our potential clients don't understand it. It's like a foreign language to them. And it's simply because they aren't the expert. They don't know what you know. So your messaging might be good, but your audience is feeling like, I don't understand. This is going over my head. Maybe I'm not smart enough to understand this. This isn't what I'm actually looking for. So this is one of the most important things that we look for when I'm trying to review somebody's marketing and figure out why it's not landing is, are they talking to their peers or their colleagues instead of their clients? If you are way over people's heads, it's time to take a step back and really consider what your potential clients are thinking and feeling and experiencing. Think about the language that they actually use to describe their particular experience or their challenge or their frustrations or where they want to go, get in tune with their language so that you can reflect that back. Great marketing is about listening more than trying to prove how expert you are. The more you try to prove how expert you are, often the more you tend to push people away because they don't have a clue what you're talking about. So make sure you're taking a step back and thinking about Is this how they're talking about their problem or their challenge, or am I just way over their head? The second reason I see marketing really become a lack of clarity problem is when I see people, business owners, entrepreneurs, try to be creative or cute or clever, and it's just confusing instead. So this type of messaging can seem appealing, right? Like we all want to have some flowery, creative way to describe the work that we do. But if your dream client can't instantly understand if they're in the right place, if you are the right person to serve them, then they're out of there. They don't have time to see through cute or clever or creative. They need it to be crystal clear. So I want you to remember clarity trumps clever. Clarity trumps cute. Clarity trumps creative. Look for the language that your clients, your dream clients are actually using to describe their problems, to describe their challenges, to describe the frustration they're having and reflect that language in your messaging. You're not here to appeal to your colleagues and your peers, they're not going to pay you. They're not your potential clients. You have to be able to connect with the potential client. So how can we fix the lack of clarity problem, whether it's the curse of expertise or just trying to be too creative or cute or clever and it's just confusing instead? Well, the biggest thing we can do is ask your clients, talk to actual humans who are your ideal clients Stop going and getting feedback from your peers or colleagues. That is not the right thing to do. Start going and talking to potential clients and talk to the type of people who you want to serve, who you want to help. So one of my amazing Sweet Spot Strategy alumni, Tammy Hackbarth, actually took this idea to a whole new level when she committed to interviewing 100 women on the topic of self-care. Tammy's a self-care coach, and she was trying to understand 
why are women who know self-care is important not making time for it? Why are they not committing to it? Why is this suddenly like at the absolute bottom of their to-do list? So she hosted a 100 women project. That's what she called this, where she went out and interviewed 100 women on this topic to really get into their heads and understand what was going on. Now, Tammy thought she knew the reasons why her clients were experiencing difficulty in taking self-care seriously. She thought maybe it's a time thing. I can talk about time management, et cetera, et cetera. But what she discovered after interviewing 100 current and former clients, women who were all just telling her that self-care was important, but they weren't making it a priority, she learned something different. She learned that they were struggling with some mindset problems underneath all of that. They were struggling with the guilt and feeling that self-care was selfish. That if they took that time for themselves to write in their journal or go for a walk or do something that helped refill their cup, that they were taking time away from their family or their work or other things that were surely more important than making time for themselves. And once she was able to really dig in and understand that, she was able to completely overhaul her messaging to connect with them and help them see that self-care isn't selfish. And in fact, here's why you need to prioritize yourself so that you can live in alignment with what you're telling me is most important. So Tammy and I did a whole interview about that. I'll link it up in the show notes because I really recommend if you've not interviewed your clients, if you've not interviewed your community, take yourself on a challenge here to go out there and interview Um, We and Sweet Spot Strategy recommend at least five real people interviews, but, you know, going after 20, 100, it's something that will accelerate your understanding of your audience faster than anything else out there. And it will help you really get laser focused on why your marketing isn't landing so that you can tweak it, you can revise it to really meet the needs and concerns of your clients. Okay, the second big marketing mistake is the lack of consistency. Here's where you've got to be brutally honest with yourself. How consistent are you when it comes to showing up for your community and nurturing them? How consistent are you with your marketing? What I usually see is a lot of solo business owners, CEOs of a company of one, because we have so many roles on our plate, the minute that we get busy with client work or a big project, we start to justify, you know, oh, I don't need to do my newsletter this week. I don't have time. It'll be okay if I skip social media for a few days. It's okay if I don't send out this blog post. And if it's just happening like once every six months, maybe that's okay. But if you are serious about building trust, if you are serious about building relationships with your audience, with your community, then you have to show up consistently for them. The biggest thing I see for people is when it falls off once, it starts to snowball very quickly into weeks where they haven't communicated with their audience. And then their existing clients are wrapped up, those projects are finished, and they need new clients to come in the door, but they haven't been communicating with anyone. So no one is even thinking about them. They're not top of mind at all. And because of that, they have to work so much harder just to get those people to pay attention. Attention is something that you 
can't just, you know, wave aside. You have to know that if people have signed up to hear from you, they are raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in hearing from you. I'm interested in hearing more about how you work. I'm interested in seeing if we could potentially work together, if you're a fit for me, if if we could work well together. So if your audience is going to trust you, you don't want to just show up when it's time to sell. You have to serve first. And that's huge. Service always has to come before sales. No one wants to go into just a sale without any service up front, without any um, helpful content or without any education up front. In fact, it makes the whole sales process a whole lot harder. And if your audience is going to need to trust you in order to pay you for your product, your program, your service, they need to believe that you're actually going to follow through with the promises you've made. And a easiest way to do that is to just show up for them consistently week in, week out with your marketing. Building trust with an audience takes time. And we don't trust people who only show up when they're pitching something, when they're selling something. So consistency really is, it it trumps so many other marketing mistakes. If you just make consistency a priority, it will help you stay out of that feast or famine cycle. It'll help you stay top of mind with your potential clients. And it'll make it so much easier when it comes time to sell something, when you have that next available spot in your client docket. So how can we fix the lack of consistency? You know, it's one thing to say, well, I'm going to be more consistent. And then you just go all at it. And then again, you end up overwhelmed and stressed out and then everything falls apart again. So you need a plan. That's why I recommend creating and sticking to a marketing calendar. I know this is not the sexy answer, but you need to decide what your frequency is going to be for your marketing. Now, how do we do this? We sit down and we think about how often am I selling each of my products, programs, and services? When am I selling them? And then from there, I start thinking about what do I need to do in order to get people excited, in order to educate in advance, in order to help grow my audience so that when it is time to make that sale, people are excited and they're ready and they know they want to work with me. So I work backwards from my sales. I know when I'm selling every single thing this year, actually all the way through the end of 2020, we know our open enrollment periods, our encouragement periods for every product we have, every program we have, every retreat we have. We know when the important deadlines are for all those things. So we can build out our marketing around that. Once I know what I'm selling, then I start thinking about What are my main channels, my marketing channels that I need to pay attention to? So I actually limit this quite a bit and I'll be sharing more about this in some upcoming episodes in this little marketing series here. But for me, my social media channels, we've limited to Facebook and Instagram. Those are the only two channels I really spend any time on. How often am I trying to show up on those? Well, I try to show up on those posting four or five times a week just posting to the feed or posting to my grid. And then I try to show up with stories at least three or four times a week. So I have clear goals for how often I'm showing up on those channels. I know I'm going to send a newsletter every single Thursday. And you're probably getting it if you're on my email list. But that's the best way, the best way for me to make sure that everybody knows, hey, there's a new episode out or any other important information. I always have my podcast show up on Thursdays. It makes it so much easier for us to plan when we know 
when that core piece of content is going to go out. And then we also know how all the content fits together. So our our newsletter shares what the podcast is and any other special announcements. Our social media also talks about the podcast, but we have some things in place that we know we're doing on social media. Very, very clear about what needs to happen when. And even beyond that, I know that in order to be consistent um, and seeing results, I need to have a plan for how I'm showing up in the bigger world. So not just talking to my audience, people who already follow me, but how often am I showing up to grow that audience, to reach new people? We're about to talk that about that more in a second. But I think if you're going to be consistent, you have to decide what that frequency is on all of these different channels. You have to really plan out what makes sense for you in your business. I would rather you commit to doing less, but showing up more consistently than overcommit and then fall off the face of the earth and no one hears from you for months at a time. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the idea of creating content every week, Fine, don't create content every week. You don't have to send a newsletter every single week or a podcast every single week or whatever. Send every other week. Find a frequency that makes sense to you, that makes sense given your time and your capacity and what your clients need, your potential clients, your community need in order to build that relationship, in order to build that trust. And stay consistent. If you overestimate what you do, Uh, what you're planning to do, and then you start missing delivery of your newsletter or of your show or whatever that is, that just starts to build up a lack of trust in your community. And they need to trust you. They need to believe you're going to follow through if they're ever going to actually buy from you. So again, keep it simple. Decide your frequency for your different marketing channels and stick to it. Build that trust so that those potential clients turn into paying clients. Okay, so we talked about mistake number one, the lack of clarity, then mistake number two, the lack of consistency. Now we're on to mistake number three, and this is the lack of a five-part marketing system. So why a five-part marketing system? Wow, that's awfully specific, Rachel. Yes, it is, because we build marketing systems here in my business and with my clients and in my programs based on the customer journey. The customer journey is something that if you study marketing, if you go back and get an MBA or you go to business school like I did, when you're in your marketing class, they're going to teach you about the buyer readiness spectrum and what buyers go through, the process we all go through and every single buying decision we make from being completely unaware of what's available to help us, even being unaware of the problem, all the way through to actually buying the thing. We all are going through this process when we're getting ready to buy something. It doesn't matter if you're getting ready to buy a phone or you're getting ready to buy a house or you're getting ready to buy coaching program. You're going to go through this mental process to get ready This is how we all process these types of decisions. So we build our marketing strategies with this in mind. We want to make sure we are guiding them through this entire buyer process so that they go from not knowing at all who we are, what we do, how we can help to becoming happily paying clients. So if your marketing strategy does not have that woven into it, it's not going to be successful long term. So let's talk about the customer journey and what that is, what it means. 
There are five key components to this customer journey. Attract, engage, nurture, invite, delight. We want to have a plan for each of these five key components. So I'm going to briefly tell you what they all are. And just so you know, in the next few episodes of this series, we're going to talk more about especially attract and nurture because those are really important stages that can make or break your business. So the first stage here is attract. This is about getting out in front of new potential clients who don't know who you are, who don't have a relationship to you yet, but who do have problems you can solve or you could help them achieve a goal that they are going after, right? So they're potentially a great fit for you. Your job is to get out there in front of them. There's a lot of ways you can get out there in front of them. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. It's all about the three primary attract strategies that you can choose from. But the goal is you're putting yourself out there, you're elevating your visibility and getting your business name out there, and then attracting them into your business. So whether they saw a Facebook ad from you, or they heard about you on a podcast they listened to, or they saw you speak at an event, you became visible to them, and then they took the next step in towards hearing more from you. For a lot of us, this looks like they go to our website, right? But it could be they pick up the phone and call you, or they send a quick email, however they're getting in touch with you, whatever that next step looks like. Maybe they're coming through your physical um, building, your door, whatever that is, they're taking that next step, which is engage. This is the part of the process where they're essentially raising their hand and letting you know, okay, I'm interested in hearing more. This is where they go from being a window shopper to actively engaging in the buyer process of starting to learn more from you, starting to understand if you're a great fit for them, trying to get a feel for if you're going to be the person that they ultimately want to hire or want to buy something from. So for a lot of us, engage means we're getting permission from them to continue the conversation. For me and my business, that means you are signing up for my email list. (laughs) You're going and signing up for a free masterclass I have or a challenge I run or a content upgrade I have on my website. You're raising your hand and saying, hey, I'm interested in this topic. I want to hear more about that. And then it's up to me to continue building that relationship. For some other businesses, it might look a little bit different. More traditional businesses, it might be they send in their contact information. Maybe they give you their mailing address or their phone number. Whatever it is, it's an exchange of contact information where they're essentially saying, hey, I'm interested. I want to hear more from you. So that's step two of this process, engage. The next step is nurture. And this is what a lot of us, when we're thinking about our marketing strategy, we are actually thinking about nurture marketing. We're thinking about nurturing the existing people in our community, right? So nurture marketing is all about staying top of mind. It's about sharing helpful content, useful content, relevant content, educating people, helping them see what the problems are, the understanding of the problems are that they have, that they're facing, helping educate them and make sure that they're really understanding if you are or not a great fit for them to continue learning from or hearing from or working with. But nurture marketing is what a lot of us think of 
um, when it comes to marketing. This is social media. This is your newsletter. This is people subscribe to this podcast. This is um, showing up on your blog. This is communicating to your existing audience. They've already raised their hand, right? Now you're just building up that relationship. The next step is invite. And this is where you are proactively telling them what you have available and telling them how they can sign up for that thing. So not just kind of sitting back and hoping people will eventually take that next step and initiate a sales conversation. It's you saying, hey, I have this thing available. Hey, I have these spots available. Hey, you can get on the list to talk with me and have a free call here. So invite is a very proactive approach to sales where we're not waiting for our customers to one day figure out how they can work with us. We have a game plan for when we're enrolling and when we're selling our products, programs, or services. And the final part of this five-part system, this five-part marketing strategy here is delight. And that is what it sounds like. It's where you're really surprising, delighting, delivering exceptional value for your paying clients, which helps you boost client retention. It helps you boost client results. It helps you get rave reviews from those clients and ultimately helps send referrals your way. When those clients are happy, they'll start to tell other people about their experience with you, which is great. So we want to have a plan to delight our paying clients so that we can boost customer retention, improve results, get rave reviews, get referrals, and get repeat business. So those people have another opportunity to continue working with you or to start working with you at a whole new level. So this is a pretty comprehensive thing I just talked about. I'm about to talk about this a lot more in some upcoming trainings for you. But again, it's five parts. Attract, getting it in front of people who do not know who you are, and building visibility and awareness for your business. Step two, engage. This is where there's some sort of exchange of contact information where they're essentially raising their hand and saying, hey, I want to hear more about this. I want to learn more from you. The third step is nurture. This is where you're continuing to build that relationship with your content marketing, where you're sending out the newsletters, you're showing up in their inbox, you're showing up on their newsfeed, you're building the relationship with useful, helpful, relevant content. Fourth step is invite. This is where you're proactively telling people how they can work with you and they convert from becoming a potential client into a paying client. And then the fifth step is delight. Once they're a paying client, You want to have a plan in place for how to retain that client, how to get results for that client, how to get rave reviews from that client, how to get referrals from that client, and ultimately how to get that client to become a repeat client and pay you again, work with you again. So if you have that five-part marketing strategy in place, you will alleviate so many problems in your business, especially the feast or famine cycle, especially running into cash flow dips where you, you know, don't know where the next month's revenue is going to come from. You're actually building a system behind the scenes in your business to consistently bring in those clients in cash flow. But the mistake I see here for a lot of entrepreneurs, part of it is just the lack of awareness of needing a strategy like this at all. That's one big thing. But the biggest thing that I can pinpoint pretty quickly is a lot of people are focused on just one area here, mainly nurture, and they are not focusing on the very first step in this entire customer journey, which is attract. So if there is not a clear plan to guide people through this customer journey, 
And even worse, there's not a plan to get people into this customer journey, then your business will stall out and you won't see results from your marketing. You can continue to send newsletters to the same people multiple times a week, but at some point you will burn out that community. You need new people coming in the door to hear from you. So how do you fix this? Simple. Now that you know the five parts, if you can identify where you're missing something, go fix that, go add that component into your strategy. But if you are not focused on attracting people into your community, then you need to pick an attract strategy. If you are not consistently showing up in front of new potential clients who do not know who you are, if you're not making yourself or your business visible, then don't be surprised when at the end of the day, you don't get paying clients. This is a huge, huge component. And that's why next week we're going to pick up with that particular challenge. Okay, so there you have it. These are the three big marketing mistakes that are holding so many entrepreneurs back. And let me just recap really, really quickly to make sure we're all on the same page. And I'd love to hear from you Which mistake are you realizing you might be making in your business and how are you turning it around? So the first one was about the lack of clarity. Lack of clarity. People don't understand who you are, why they should listen to you, why they should work with you. And this usually comes from either you're not talking to your potential clients, you're talking to your peers and your colleagues, so that curse of expertise, or this comes from just not being clear at all. It's cute, it's clever, but ultimately it's confusing. So if you're having a lack of clarity in your messaging, what are you going to do? We talked about how you can start having those interviews and getting their language, but what are you going to action right now to make sure that your message is clear to your potential clients? The second big mistake is lack of consistency. You're not showing up consistently enough to build that relationship and to build that trust required for people to pay you. So how are you going to overcome that? You're going to put in place some sort of marketing calendar. You're going to make sure that you know what you are doing in all of your marketing channels, what you're committing to, and you're making a plan and sticking to that plan. I promise being consistent and being clear are so incredibly powerful. You don't have to be like the most inventive marketer on the planet. You don't have to be the most creative copywriter on the planet. You don't have to come up with the funniest things to say. But if you can be clear and you can be consistent, you will overcome so many marketing challenges, I promise. And the final mistake that we talked about was the lack of a customer journey or the lack of this five-part marketing strategy built on how people actually buy, how we make buying decisions. So we talked about the five key components of this, attract, engage, nurture, invite, delight. Are you realizing you're missing something here? You don't have a plan for each of those things, each of those steps in this process. If you don't, then we need to get that in place for you. So keep on listening to the show because next week we're diving into attract and how you can make sure that you don't have that gap in your marketing strategy because we don't want to just be talking to the same people over and over and over and over again. At some point, you will have attrition in your audience. People will naturally unsubscribe. People will naturally unfollow. So you have to be continuing to be visible and continuing to grow your audience so that you have a fresh um, supply, a fresh intake of new potential clients. This is just 
you know, economics. This is just how this works. So I hope that was helpful for you. I'd love to hear your insights, your takeaways. What are you doing to make sure you're not making one of these key mistakes? Now, don't forget, if you loved today's episode, we are running the giveaway from August 15th until August 31st to get a ticket to one of the upcoming virtual CEO retreats. The next one's happening September 27th. And you can enter to win this giveaway by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts or by taking a screenshot and tagging me on Instagram at rachel.cook. I will be doing a drawing for this at the very beginning of September and announcing it on social media. I would so love your feedback, your insights, your ahas, and I would love to see you at the CEO retreat. Visit rachelcook.com show to get all of the show notes and latest episodes. And if you don't want to miss future episodes, especially the one I told you about coming next week about how your attract marketing needs to be put in play, make sure you're subscribed to the show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.